0: Well, this is how we kick off the rest of our afternoon on a Friday. Sally Lucas taking you on a trip around the country and around the world. Sally, you've got a stack of paperwork there. Where I certainly we certainly have. Where are you going today? <laughs> Uh, Lots of places. I probably won't get through them all, actually, as you can see by the pile. But um,
1: the bottom part of Western Australia, that amazing coastline area from Esperance to Albany. Um, Greece, hopefully. We'll get through Greece. And also um, Italy and the southern part of Italy.
0: All right. So Western Australia and uh, some of the sparkly parts of Europe. That's where we're going. Sounds pretty good. Talking travel on a Friday afternoon with Sally Lucas. Now, Sally, I know you're keen to get to Western Australia. (laughs) In more ways than one. Figuratively and, you know, otherwise. Literally. But yes. before we do that, there have been some changes, some really good changes yes. uh, into who can fly and all of that. So let's start there first. We'll start there first with Qantas
1: announcing that they've changed the mandate for being vaccinated to travel on their international flights and wear masks as well. However, domestically, you do still need to wear masks in Australia on flights. Um, obviously, you must still check the requirements of the countries you're going to. Like some of them are free as well, but some do still have requirements that you must. Must abide by and also make sure you're always looking at insurance to make sure you've got adequate and the correct insurance for what you need to be covered for.
0: Look, it really is still a minefield out there, and mm-hmm. there are some pitfalls that you can find yourself in the middle of. So, some of the bigger examples of where people can fall well, down, Sally. Yeah,
1: the, the main ones are mainly with airlines, unfortunately. That you can be, you know, we've had cases of our own clients where you can turn up for a flight at the airport. And it's been cancelled and you haven't been Mm. told about it in advance. And suddenly you're on your way home or you're on your way to connect to somewhere, whichever way it may be. They don't offer you an alternative in some instances. So then you've got to find another flight. Or if you're with your travel agent, obviously make sure you keep a connection with them, you know, that we always have. We've got an after hours number, for example, that you can ring. 24-7 if you get stuck and you really need help and need assistance. So yes you could have one sector of your booking just cancelled and with no flights at all given you as an alternative which is not a very nice way to do things as we all understand and then of course the travel agent will try of course um, to try and find replacement fares and flights for you but what you've got to remember is as I said that be understanding if you can because obviously all your travel agents are professional people who want to get you your best outcome and we'll do it the best way we can so you know take a deep breath and, and remember that we're all working for you and trying to get you to wherever you need to go but There have been a lot of frustrations where this has been happening and you've got to remember Qantas alone put off 15,000 staff when all this happens. so And even Heathrow, apparently Heathrow Terminal is an absolute nightmare at the moment because they just can't get enough staff. So the queues and... So you, we're not travelling still as we used to, Mark. And I mm-hmm. think unless you really want to put yourself through that, I think always think about where you're going to and make sure that it's it's going to be as hassle-free as possible. Well, look, that's the... That's the you want dr- your holiday to be a holiday.
0: <laughs> that's the dream and you don't want all the stress on top of that. And I, I uh, know with uh, having a bit to do with the, the airports in Sydney... Uh, a bit lately. Mm. I know it's pretty ordinary there, but you can't only imagine some of those big international, the bigger international hubs yeah. like Heathrow. Um, so have travel insurance, getting the right travel insurance, and as you and, said,
1: and plenty of connection time. Like make sure you always have a buffer. You know, so you need to build a buffer into your holiday mm. these days, I think. So don't don't book a tight itinerary. Yeah. You know, make sure you give yourself a little bit of flexibility and freedom. I think that's the important thing. Um, but, yeah, we're, that's what we're there to help you for. I mean, that's obviously our job, and we're always going to try and make it as hassle-free as possible.
0: Who would have thought the movie Trains, Plans and Automobiles is based on a true story? It is, <laughs> is now. Um, once you've sorted all of the, uh, the that stuff, the itinerary out mm. and all your plans... We're going to Western Australia.
1: Well, it's a beautiful part of Western Australia. I've only been to it once, I must admit. Uh, parts of it, the Margaret River, I've been a couple of times. But getting yourself all the way down to Esperance, and Mark can see this. I know listeners can't because we're on radio, not on telly, but the the, the white, white silica sand, the turquoise blue waters, once you get down to Esperance, it is just absolutely spectacularly beautiful abundance of wildlife you'll even see like kangaroos on the beach and and incredible walks you can do there you've you've got an archipelago of the Recherche islands off there which you can go out and see incredible wildlife there it's a lot part of west australia i guess a lot of people don't get to because it's quite a drive or a journey once you come down from perth going down that coast to, to albany and then heading across the, the bottom, if you like, across to Esperance. But look, if you've got the time to do it, because the the Cape Le Grand National Park there is absolutely spectacular, um, and it uh, spans a, a whopping 318 square kilometres. But as I said, pristine, pristine shoreline it is just absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, you'll see anything from dolphins to to sea eagles, as I said, to to kangaroos to. But it, it's 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 a blink, you know, it's so bright, the water, and it's so crystal clear. It's one of those blink places, I call it, that that, that it's just so stunningly beautiful, you can't believe what it's like. But don't forget, Albany itself is a very interesting town to visit as well, because you've got the actual um, museum there from the Anzacs. Because all the Anzacs, which is your New Zealand and Australian forces, they all um, what's the word I'm looking for, converged or met in Albany before they set sail for Europe to fight together in the war. So it's got a very interesting part in our history and the actually their War Memorial Museum there is spectacular. Um, I know we lot of us have been to Canberra, mm. but if you get the chance to get to Albany, just make sure you, you take that museum in as well. But that whole coastline, and then once you get into Margaret River, you've got some ancient caves. It's not just the wine and the food. You've still got spectacular scenery as well all the way along there to to get to Cape Natural East. Cape Lewin and the lovely lighthouses and it is a really beautiful part, that, that bottom south part of, of Western Australia.
0: It's the trick with uh, Western Australia and I guess Australia more broadly but I mean with that particular state being our biggest state and yes. it's bigger than many, many other countries in it the is, world. It is, yeah. I mean there's so diverse and there's so many things that we'll never ever get to see but there's just it's a whole world just waiting to be discovered.
1: It is and you can only do it in pieces Like unless you're a grey nomad who's travelling off for months on end. You can, there's no way you could do it like this particular tour I'm talking about that you can do, which runs from November to April. It's 14 days just to do that. Just one slice. That, that one slice. So, you know, you've got to allocate time. And, of course, you might have to go back and do another part another time, <laughs> whether it's Exmouth and do the whale sharks or whether it's going to Broome and the Kimberley or whatever it is. Like there's, there's it's a, As you say, it's a massive state. It's It's bigger than most countries and it's our biggest state as well.
0: All right, well, uh, if we've got you sorted for Australia, and we'll come back, Sally, and do a little bit of uh, continental Europe. How's that sound?
1: Yeah, it sounds great. Of course, this yep. time
0: of the year, it's a little bit warmer in uh, up in Europe, so oh, a gosh. nice time to be thinking about that part of the it world.
1: Certainly, as I'm over winter here this year, I can tell you yesterday was freezing. Anyway, apart from that, let's talk about Greece, and this is a Greece in-depth holiday I'm talking about here for someone who really wants to immerse themselves just in Greece. And I think a lot of people only think of you know the islands with the well-known names like Santorini and Mykonos, but of course but there's a ton of them. But not only just the islands, you've got to think about the history of Greece and how far back it goes. You know, the Olympic Games, for example, just Mm. for one example. So it it really is an area that deserves a lot of time on the mainland as well as time on the islands. So so you can divide yourself. This itinerary does exactly that. You actually start in Thessalonica rather than in Athens. It's really interesting. And... um, which is a different way of doing things. And this is a 22-day itinerary, by the way. And it's the second largest city in Greece, Thessaloniki. And it's also home to some of Greece's best restaurants and also lovely waterfront areas. Well, girls got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> now, also just near there is a town called Pella, which is the birthplace of Alexander the Great. So, you know, we, we, we're going back. Yeah. Like, it's really very, very interesting. Um, and, and also you're going down to um, Volos. Now, Volos is a port city at the northern end of the Gulf and it's home to the University of Thessaly and it's known again for its fabulous Greek um, gastronomy. And you also go then to a town of Virginia where you go to the Macedo- Macedonian sorry, royal tombs and also you discover there there's the tomb of Kim Philip II. I wonder if he's related to the Duke of Edinburgh who was, Ooh, who was possibly, Greek. Oh, it's Yeah, yeah. He, he was the father of Alexander the Great. So, you know, you've got ancient experiences, like I'm saying, and then don't forget Meteora. I'm sure most people have seen pictures of those monasteries perched on mm-hmm. top of those high cliffs, which are a UNESCO World Heritage, and you often wonder how they ever got up there, you know, those monks, etc., mm-hmm. to do it. It's quite a remarkable thing to go and visit. Um, then you're going on to um, Napflion, which is a lovely romantic town with Venetian architecture, Ottoman structures, etc. there, and you continue to the home, of course, of the Olympic Games, which is... Olympia. So you, you're going there as well. And then you're also going on to Athens, of course. You'd go to Athens. And then you go on an overnight ferry, where you go via Cape Sunion, where the Temple of Poseidon is, and onto the Peloponnese Islands then. Um, Charnia, uh, to Crete, sorry, and the Port of Charnia, which is the island's second largest city. And of course, um, it's got a famous World War II Commonwealth Cemetery on the island of Crete, because a lot of Australians were mm. um, fought there as well. Um, and from there you go on to Heraklion. Crete as well and the Palace of Knossos, which is wonderful. Uh, Santorini of course, you know, we can't leave Santorini out, everyone wants to go to romantic Santorini and that's where you finish up on that lovely island for the last part of your journey before flying home. So if you're really wanting to do Greece in depth, and I haven't mentioned everything in that, Mark, but it is a very in-depth itinerary, visiting lots of, you know, lovely historic uh, areas and monuments, but also it's got airfares included in this, it's got lots of uh, meals included, all your sightseeing included, so if you really want to do something in depth and there's departures for 2022
0: and 23. And the good thing about that is, I mean, it, it's kind of one of those leaving the, leave the driving to us kind of things, isn't it? It is. And, and I think and you get the most of everything.
1: Well, you're getting all the information. You know, you're getting qualified local guides who are actually, you might have an escort from here, but they're just the escort to make sure everything mm. goes smoothly, et cetera. Your hotels are fine, your flights are fine. But everywhere you go on these sort of itineraries, you'll be picking up a local guide who has a particular interest in, of course, that area and knows the whole history. So you you just gain so much information that if you were just to wander around on your own looking at something, you would never get it or understand.
0: Well, that's that's the trick because you can miss out on stuff. I mean, you can wander down one street but miss out on just two blocks over something fantastic. But even if you're there walking past it, unless you've got that local connection to it, you sort of miss out on half of the story anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, wandering, I love wandering, don't mm. get me wrong. I mean, I like to do the things that are important and see those, but I do like my wandering as well mm. and my, my cafe sitting where I watch the world go by and have a, an afternoon, a sip on a glass of wine or during the day a sip on a coffee and just just watching people doing what they do. I, I think that's one of the best things you can do as people watch when you're holiday. You just take in so much and it, it's, it really is fantastic. But any of these in-depth tools, they, they really are good if you are very interested in that particular area and you really want to explore everything about you know, the country you're going to. And also there is another one, I haven't got time to give it much talk today, Mark, but there is another one that's 23 days that's doing southern Italy. Like most people seem to head to northern Italy, to Milan and the Lakes District and so on and Rome and Tuscany. But hey, the southern part is is really fascinating. And you've got this old town of Matera where they all live virtually almost underground. And it's it was considered the oldest, ugliest, you know, falling downtown. But mm-hmm. they've, they've spent money on it now and it's had this resurgence in tourism. Where you can really see how people lived, and it's just fascinating. So you're doing all around the boot of, of Italy, Puglia, that lovely area, and again you're getting some wonderful seaside areas. But it does include Sicily, and of course Malta, which has had a, a very mixed history over its time, with all different you know nationals and. Uh, um, civilizations being mm. there and it's very colourful as well Malta it's a really colourful interesting country to visit so something different just looking at you know things are just a little bit different away from what you might have normally done in Italy or in
0: Greece for that matter. Mm. All right so a semi-in-depth look at southern Italy and Greece a little bit more of talking travel now Sally before we get into those hot deals mm. I'm going to institute a brand new rule for you on talking What's travel. What's that? We just got talking about pizza and you were like to- we I've been here since in this building since 7:30. I haven't had lunch yet and you're now telling me about the the best pizza <laughs> that you had in of all places somewhere in the bottom of South America.
1: Yeah, in Ushuaia. It was beautiful. Thin crispy base, thinly sliced potato with loads of garlic, rosemary and olive oil. It was one of the best pizzas I've ever had.
0: Yeah, a potato pizza yeah. effectively. Uh,
1: yeah, but thin, you know, it wasn't yeah. chunky, it was just oh, the flavor was magnificent. Anyway. All
0: right. So, uh, we'll move from there into the hot deals now that those pages have got literal flames it's too hot for me too so hot for you to let's touch. jump it let's jump into the okay close to home norfolk
1: island lovely island delightful place um, sort of due east of our queensland new south new south wales border this is a seven night package with airfares you get a seven day car hire you get lots of extra tours included in there lots of exhibitions you get a, 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 what they call a bounty pass which lets you go to various things around the island Lots of discounts, etc. Now this is available between. Wait,
0: they call it the bounty pass. The bounty pass. <laughs> okay. I love it. Yeah, that's very appropriate. It is. It is.
1: Yeah. So that is from now through to dates from now through to the end of November. Um, they've got um sort of extra inclusions that they've put in there add up to about $330 in value, of extra added value. And that is ex-Sydney, about $1,750 per person for that, with a lot of inclusions in there. So you don't have to put your hand in your pocket for much at all. Now, welcome back to the Pacific, hey? Isn't that nice? Mm. As of the 1st of August, after such a long hiatus, Samoa is going to open up again. Another beautiful Pacific destination. Um with almost ninety-three percent now of their population fully vaccinated. The locals are eagerly waiting to welcome tourists again with open arms. And of course it's such a beautiful part of the Pacific region and there's lots of packages available there. The sale ends twenty-nine July and depending on what standard of accommodation you you want, they range from around about sixteen fifty up. And they're all, again, for some of them are five-night packages, but they're all with airfare again and various different inclusions. And also sticking with the Pacific, Vanuatu is also back. They opened up from the 1st of this month, actually 1st of July, and they've got lots of specials available till the 5th of August. Seven-night packages these are, and they start from only roughly $1,300 per person for a seven-night package with air. So that's pretty good value for money.
0: Gee, so you're taking us to the uh, Western Australia, up to the north, and now we're all east. We're right? over in the, the, you know, the Pacific. I'm back west now. Oh,
1: um, the Kimberley Coast, which I love, is just so spectacular. You, you, when you go there after the wet, particularly we were there in April when we did the Kimberley Coast, your water falls up pumping, as I'm sure they are at the moment, even mm. though it's not because of all the rain that we have had. Have
0: you driven down the M1, seen all the waterfalls off the no. rocks? They're pumping too, I've oh, got to say. I can
1: imagine. I can imagine. So anyway, the Wild Earth Travel have announced two new itineraries aboard their new luxurious expedition vessel called the Heritage Explorer, and it's got a 20% reduction for a limited time only, so long as you book by. 31 August, and that is such a spectacular part of our world. If you haven't done the Kimberley, please put it on your bucket list. Um, the same company as well has also released three new island hopping cruise adventures, which also save 20%, and it's the Asian, Grand, uh, Asian Island Odyssey, the Undiscovered Philippines and Indonesia, and the Grand Pacific. So again, this is up to the end of August. They're fantastic itineraries going through a whole archipelago of islands around Indonesia and New Guinea and the Philippines, and just spectacular itineraries, and because it's a small expedition vessel, you're popping into places no other vessel or person has been. There's no roads. The only way you can get to them is by vessel. A lot of these uh, companies are now building these smaller vessels, which I think is fantastic, which is allowing us to see parts of the world we've never seen
0: before. Yeah, or haven't had the opportunity to see have, before, which No, haven't great. had the opportunity.
1: Yeah. So, like the, as they say, the world is your oyster, mm. and all the years I've been in the travel industry, which is since 1966, I've continued, continued to see our world evolve, and change and there's so many countries we can visit now that I, we couldn't even get into, couldn't even get a visa to get into when I first started in travel, let alone get to some of these unique destinations that we're able to get to now.
0: And now they're here on special. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and I mean there's just something out there for everyone Mark, that's that's the whole thing I think that's the beauty of it now, where whether it's domestic or international, our own country to me is, is so spectacular, I don't mind spending lots of time here, mm. I think it's wonderful, but certainly you can explore all sorts of wonderful regions in the world now and get away if you want from major cities and crowded areas and just you know be really at one with nature on small vessels and small touring companies and really just take in everything that you need to immerse yourself in
0: all right well look uh, Sally, a great way to leave it there and uh, more hot deals and more travel next week uh, thank Absolutely. you for your you have a great weekend all you right?
1: too sunshine yeah.